This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... A charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hi, everyone. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Jenny, I'm back in New York. Our in-person recordings and hangouts are over. We are back on Zoom. Yeah, this is pretty depressing. <laughs> Not for you. I know you're happy to be back home. It's funny. What, with my New York friends, I'm like, guys, I'm fucking happy I'm here. Like, this is my city. This is where I belong. And then every time I talk to my friends in LA, I'm like, oh, hey. No, I like, I miss you. <laughs> and LA is great <laughs> man i was there for three months man it's a long time damn it went by fast it went by so fast yet so slow like i think about my first week there where i had to move four times because i had a stalker and about my <laughs> airbags being stolen and all that and it feels like ages ago because i i i personally matured and aged like 12 years from that experience <laughs> you know what i love about everyone i know in la is that we make a bunch of plans and then it ends up being like one tenth of what we planned and me and you jenny we were like oh my god i can't wait we're going to be able to record literally every day we're going to shoot maybe 17 thousand sketches i'd say maybe 17,000 sketches and then we're just gonna like have brunch every other day and then what ended up happening is that we recorded in person once yeah the latino comics expo and we did a live podcast that was a one time <laughs> we recorded in the same room and it was the busiest loudest room i had ever been in since before the pandemic you picked me up in a little orange car and then you were like we're gonna go to the latino comics expo and i was like okay great like how far is it and you were like an hour and 15 minutes. And I was like, what? How is it this far? But we talked the whole way. I wish we had recorded our car ride there. Yeah. Because it was, we talked nonstop. There wasn't even like awkward silences or purposeful silences. We just talked nonstop for an hour and 15 minutes to the point that when we got there, we were like, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded an entire podcast and a half. Do you remember when we arrived to the expo, we were told to park in a, place where it was it was speakers and we told the security guy like hey yeah we're supposed to park in this parking spot and he looked at us and he's like this is for speakers and we were like yeah no we know we're we're in there we're we're speaking there and he looked at us incredulously yeah and dude. i couldn't i couldn't help myself i couldn't help myself and i was like sir why are you looking at us incredulously and, and he's like mm -hmm. and then he let us part because he was like there's no way these bitches are talking at this latino comics expo and um we told kevin our producer and kevin got angry kevin got like more flustered than we did and he went and he grabbed our poster and was like sir look at them do you see that they're performing here 
And by that point, the guy had probably forgotten. And he was like, yeah, okay, dude, just relax. Yeah, I mean, for me, I didn't see it so much as that we look too white to be Latina. Because I'm so used to the whole, you're not geeky enough. You're not like a real nerd. What are you doing here? Especially from dudes. So I took it more as, you're right. You two don't look like nerds at all. Why are you at a comics expo? So it's funny how you took it as like him thinking we were not Latinas. And you took it as we're not nerdy enough. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just didn't think about it. You have such a Miami accent and then your name is Jenny Lorenzo. But then I was like, excuse me, sir, can we park here? My name is Houseman. Um, <laughs> I'm here to talk. And I, I guess you might be right. I think he might have been like, you're not dressed up in any way. Yeah, I don't know. And, and then every person we spoke to looked like they are supposed to be at a comics expo. They just looked like they wrote comics. They consumed comics. They were like comics icons. And we looked like we were driving to Ann Taylor Loft and took the wrong exit. So Okay, well, I was wearing a Marvel shirt and like I had trencitas and like my geeky jewelry. I, I mean, again, I feel like since I was a kid, I always had an issue with people not believing me. That's what I felt like. I'm like, yeah, we're speaking here and I'm staring through his eyeballs and he's looking at us like you're lying. Like, I always feel like people think I'm lying. Well, and I was <laughs> I was really nervous because this is this had been my first comic expo i've never been to comic-con I've ne- and i'm going to comic-con in july mm-hmm. so i had never been to any of these events all i had seen were like pictures online of people dressed up and people in line and people doing i don't know spider-man moves so i called you before you picked me up and i was like how the fuck do i dress for one of these things i don't even know what i'm doing and i was a little nervous i was a little like i don't know what i'm doing here i don't really belong here i don't know much about comics even though i had write a cartoon about superheroes like i don't i don't really know what i'm doing here i felt overwhelmed but after the conversations we had it really felt like we had way more in common with these artists than I had ever expected. Oh, yeah. It's just a different medium, you know? Because a lot of them were trailblazers in their medium. And they... Oh, my God. Are you calling us trailblazers, Jenny? Um, yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's technically what we were, Joanna. And I know it's hard to, like, think about. But we were some of the first people creating culturally specific content for the internet. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, us at Flama, Me Too, Pero, like, BuzzFeed, you know? And including other, like, influencers, like, standalone influencers and content creators who had their own channels at the time. We were the first. Yeah. And why did we do it, right? It was very similar to why these artists were trailblazers in their own medium within comics. Because there wasn't any representation. <laughs> yeah, and one of my favorite conversations we had was with the Hernandez brothers. Yes. So we talked to Gilbert and Jaime Hernandez and them along with their brother Mario created a very, very influential series called Love and Rockets. And it was one of the first comic books in this alternative comic movement of the 1980s, which drew a lot of influences from specifically Mexican-American culture, new wave, rock music, and like the punk rock music in the 70s, and just this really hardcore sense of, of what Los Angeles was. So they created comics based off their own life and their own cultural experience, which you know, the backdrop of Superman and Spider-Man and Catwoman and all this stuff, they came out with their thing that was so unapologetically them that they became one of the most influential group in comics. And we had the chance to talk to them. Like my friends who are into comics were freaking out. Yeah, they're the OG. They're freaking iconic. 
when I posted a photo of the event, so many people, fellow nerds, they're like, oh my God, the Hernandez brothers, mm -hmm. loving rockets, fuck yeah. And what I particularly resonated with was like the characters are very much like Latinas, like female Latinas. And the Hernandez brothers never went into like these archetypes and stereotypes of what a woman is on the pages of comic book, which is something that I sort of just assumed, right? I assumed comic books had like just sexy, sexy women in skimpy outfits and that was it, which is, that is an incorrect assumption. The Hernandez brothers are an example of of many comics that that represent women as rich and profound human beings with messy contradictions and ambivalence and complex. But the Hernandez brothers have always, since the, the beginning, since the 80s, have always had progressive representations of race, of gender and sexuality, even by today's standards. They, they as you said, were trailblazers. They created this alt-Latino movement that is so iconic in comics now. And... You know, I think specifically the fact that they're Mexican-American really influences their art. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mexican culture, Mayan culture, the culture of, of the, the gods, the culture of... It is so perfectly united with what we see explored in these comics. This sort of magical realism we see in Latin America, we see very perfectly exemplified in these comics, this Mexican-American comics. Man, they made a massive impact. I was nervous at first to interview them because they came off initially like very quiet and reserved. And I'm like, oh man, do they want to be on this podcast? Yeah, they were so sweet. But then I'm like, okay, Jenny, don't take it personally. They're introverts. A lot of artists are introverted. So I had to like put that aside. I'm like, he's not annoyed by you. He's just an artist. Well, we're very excited to share the conversation we had with them. Bear in mind, we did this in the corner of an incredibly loud convention. I don't know how we managed to do this. I don't know how we did it. But we did it. So please enjoy our interview with the Hernandez brothers. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Okay, okay. Let's, get, let's do it. Um, all right, let's go. All right, well, first of all, welcome to Hyphenated. All right. Um, okay, we have two legends uh, sitting with us right now. I'm a little nervous. My hands are sweating. We have Jaime and Gilbert Hernandez. The Hernandez brothers, also known as Los Bros Hernandez. You guys have been in the business since the 80s, right? You guys have been making Latino comics for for many years. How did it how did you guys start out? What was the thing that made you guys say, This is what we want to do? Uh, yeah, I'll just say we just I was like comics, you know, growing up, and we like drawing them and copying them. And we got we but we never stopped, so we got so advanced to the point 
we can put out a comic book. Not, mm-hmm. not too slick, just, you know, our own little comic book. And to be original, the, only, the best way to be original is be yourself. Yes. And that's what it was. We were up against all, everything, right. Marvel, DC, all the comics and this and that. But it was, it, was, it was a time to change because Marvel, DC stuff started pretty, pretty much to falter. Just the business started to get weird. Mm-hmm. So we just, on our own, like the old undergrounds, we just started to make our own comics. Yeah. And to be original, we yes. decided to be ourselves. So let's decide, we, let's, let's make the characters Latinos. Because nobody, no. nobody knows all the great stuff about growing up being Latino. No. You know, like you know, just the way that our families connect, friends, the way we hang out, the way we party, the way we, you know, take care of our kids was our way. Yeah. So that was has never been seen. It's always gangsters or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever kind of drugs, whatever, you know, that's that. But there's also like, hey, there's lots of great stories about just being a Latino growing up and, and how we do it. Our flavor of doing it, you know. Absolutely. So that that was pretty much the reason. Simple uh, ego. Simple, uh, you know. Just simple, like we want to do that. Yeah, we just want to do it. Well, you had wow. to mine from your own experience, right? Sure. And um, this was also 1981, and uh, most uh, most things on TV, even movies and cartoons, didn't have Latinos. So in a way, it was kind of easy to just do comics about it and people were like whoa i've never seen this before and it's like you never been to south southern california before there's lots, <laughs> there's lots of us around here you know and but it's like normal to us but we realized oh nobody knows about this little world we no you know at the time yeah yeah i, yeah. I, I heard that your mom got you into Yes. Comics? That is awesome. Yeah, our mom uh, <laughs> read comics in the 1940s. That's yeah. what? So it was fun. Our older brother Mario is four years older than us, so when he was a little kid, she just said, it's a, you know, like, oh, you know, you want to read some of these? I used to read these when I was a kid. Huh. She just handed him some comics just to, you know, entertain him, you know? And he became <laughs> really interested, almost addicted to them. So he started collecting them. And I came along four years later, and I, it was just <laughs> comics in the house, and I liked Dang. them too. And then she encouraged it. She thought it was fine that we read these. And then Jaime came and and then Jaime came and took over. So. Yes, comics. <laughs> and Jaime came and I, I tore him up because I was two. <laughs> That's true. You know the little kid tearing up face? There you made there. your own comic. You like mixed it all together and told your own story. And were you mostly interested in art off the bat or was it automatically a combo of writing and art? It was a combination. It was just, we like drawing. And then these these older guys started to say, I want to draw my own comics. And I was a little kid going, me too, me too. You know? <laughs> and then they would close their bedroom door. You know? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it was just a thing that we just liked drawing. We just, it, we just took to it. It was kind of like we were, it was kind of like putting us in front of the TV, instead of putting us in front of the TV to yes. shut us up. They would give us paper and, and crayons and go, go, do it. Yeah. And we liked it. Yeah, yeah you liked it. Yeah. So, yeah. but but the, the part about us having ha- having to shut us up was just because there's you know four and then five boys <laughs> running maniacs through the house, yeah. in and out of the screen door, slam, 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 bam, 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 wham, wham, I got hurt. Wham, wham, man, stop beating up. You know, this and that. Oh, you're in trouble. You know, that kind of stuff was just constant yeah. with a lot of energy. 
So uh, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our dad was like, okay, just give him this paper and this crayon. Just draw. do it. Yeah, just draw. That was the way back then. I would draw a lot when I was a kid too, because my abuelo in Cuba was an artist. Uh -huh. So that was like instilled in me. Yeah. Which is why I look up to you guys so much. And I have a lot of friends who are starting, you know, just started in Latino comics as well. And like, they love you guys. So that's why I was like, they're going to hate me, but it's fine. <laughs> because you paved the way for so, like, do you feel that? Do you feel that you've opened, helped open the door for other Latino cre uh, comic creators? I'm, in a way I do, but then I was like, didn't you guys feel this way too? You know, <laughs> I, I was just surprised that we were the only comic around for a while. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. Before, before yeah, yeah. I started to to grow um but i was just like is it don't we all live like this <laughs> oh i guess not so so took advantage and go yeah our comic is the one yeah right yeah and, and then and then we you know the door was open like okay we can do latinos no one nobody knows latinos in comics we don't hey let's make the women the main characters right yeah for why you, don't we for do you that? the main character like women are are portrayed not as you know extras or yeah, as right. the sexy well they are they're yeah. always sexy they're always sexy <laughs> they but they're have, also they very also smart have. and at the, at the center of the story mm -hmm. yeah what what made you guys i mean it's weird to ask like what made you guys want to portray women yes. well but <laughs> I, mean, it's a, yeah, I mean it's a valid question well one of the answers is that we grew up with our mom and our grandma in the house and, uh, and my mom had a bunch of sisters where they all lived in oxford in the same town <laughs> And so we saw the, the we saw the, the the deals were sitting back, you know, kind of being the uh, patriarchs, but, but that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the women were running around doing all the, Do the oh know, my god, like getting everything done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just doing all this stuff. So we, that's what we saw as normal. It wasn't, yeah. you know. And part of the reason for me actually uh, is that I couldn't draw women that well when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I could just draw goofy guys or superheroes or whatever, but I couldn't draw women. They always look hunchbacks or, uh, <laughs> or you know like i don't know football players and then i just learned to draw delicately from like looking at like i say an archie comic oh. i'd look at betty veronica and the way the artists because the artists were actually very good in some of those archie comics so i kind of learned how to make more delicate you know uh, physicality but still be present you know to still be present though and uh that, that was it for me so it just got to a point where like okay i'm, gonna, I'm writing these stories and instead, like you said, instead of just the prop of the woman character, it's like, well, we'll just have her yeah. do all this stuff. My mom did it. I know. You know, my aunts my did and it. a lot of Latinos can relate we, to there that. There was no reason for me, us not to do it. Yeah. And so it just became an indulgence, really. We just like the women characters and putting all the important things into their lives. I love oh my that. Gosh. Yeah, because I, I struggled a lot as a kid um, in the 90s where, again, a lot of the, what we saw on TV specifically relating to superheroes was sure. not very female forward or right. Latino. Um, and so I was always wanting to play with the boys. Sure. And they'd be like, you're a girl. And I feel like that's finally changing because there's more portrayal. Yes, yes. A lot of these are going to television as well. More people are, are reading comics again. I feel that that's the case. And so young boys are now looking up to female superheroes. And, mm -hmm. In characters sure. in these stories, yeah. mm -hmm. unlike my childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it, took, it was a hard time, but yeah. yes, yeah. And for you guys, like the graphic novel, what, what for for you, what makes it easy about it to to depict difficult things and also be so personal 
in, in terms of telling a story. Why is this form of art something that you wanted, other than the fact that, you know, you, you, you like drawing, you like telling stories. Why do you think people fall into this art form? What is it about this art form that people are able to tackle difficult topics and, and get so personal with them? Yeah. Um, I think because um, you can, because comic, the, the range of comics can go from uh, top, top of the Marvel line and you get famous and make a lot of money. Yeah. And then and then there's a a kid drawing a little mini company. Mm -hmm. You know, and they did it and they went to Kinko's and they did it published it themselves. Yeah. And so it, it just something very personal about that when you're in total control. Yeah. Where you don't have to go to the big guy. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean. Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Yeah, the big companies are all about licensed characters, which can be fun for some artists, yeah. but that's their limit, that they want to do that kind of material with heavy editorial uh, control, you know, uh, heavy direction for their, their stories, and that's fine for people who want to do that. Luckily, we, we were part of the, the introduction of indie comics, which was an extension of the old underground comics, but the old underground comics were about, were about hippie drugs and, and shocking people. But oh. the idea of, of, of indie comics was more like personal stories. It was more about uh, one of the pioneers of indie comics was American Splendor by uh, uh, Harvey Peacock. Okay. He just wanted to make comic books based on his, the background of, of underground comics. This is before Love and Rockets. And then he wanted to just do personal stories because why can't he felt the same way? My, my, I think my life is interesting enough for. For, for a comic book. His, his stories were different. They're very just, you know, down to earth stories about his life in Cleveland. But but when it came to Love and Rockets coming out, it it just look at the timing was it snowballed. There's other artists that wanted to be do their own personal stories and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they, they were gonna do Palomar, they were gonna do Mag Hymas yeah. Maggie stories. They're gonna do their own thing. And that was good because that would mean an, a wider scope of what was coming out. And so we were part of that, and it snowballed in the 80s, so it's great that the uh, indie scene just exploded, and you can go yes. there. You don't want to be controlled by editors and all that stuff. You want oh, to do man, it. Oh, yeah. You, ha you have a, a, a way to do it and be personal. Yeah. It's interesting because the way you describe the graphic novel is kind of like how I saw YouTube coming yes. out as a oh, comedian, right. Right. Uh -huh. where I'm like, we're I don't want. Creators, I don't basically. want an executive telling me I, I don't look at this right. enough to be a Latina, or my jokes are too this, or yeah. that Spanish doesn't work. I'm just gonna freaking do it myself, and I'm gonna upload it. But obviously, did it. and 
in the eighties, it's like, all right, I'm gonna go to Kinko's. I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. print this yeah, yeah. out. I'm gonna make my art, and no one can tell me I can't. Yeah. yeah. See, we do have something in common. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We do. But well, again, that's you have you have to do that. You have to pave the way sometimes. Yeah. If you don't see yourself represented, then, then do, do it. it. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Somehow, right? There's yeah. always a way, and I know it's. It, and that's why it's very inspirational to hear your story because hopefully there are some up and coming creators listening. That's true. That's always important. I just, we yeah. like the fact that so many young people go, I never read your comics, but this is great. I didn't know you could make comics like this. So yeah, it's great. It do it. Eyes. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want them to just think, oh, Marvel, you know, yeah. or like any big, yeah, like they can do this. Mm-hmm, yeah. They can tell their own stories through this medium. Sure. And that's maybe why you guys felt alone at first in the 80s and when you first started because I don't, I'm sure there were plenty of other people like you guys who wanted to see this, yeah, but didn't know how or didn't yeah, they think didn't, they could. They couldn't make the connection, right, right. And it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why it's been, it's great to be out there. You gotta be out there. Yeah, yeah. the visibility. Yeah. We're incredibly honored to to have you on the show. Um, and before we let you go to your fans, um, all three uh, of them, <laughs> and two of them are here. <laughs> I'm kidding. All I'm my kidding. friends, are, yeah. What? <laughs> advice do you have for any yes. creative out there right now um when people ask me i always go oh you know <laughs> i can't think of anything but i think what we were just talking about is is you want to tell your story you can do that thing almost for free mm-hmm. i mean you can just tell your story no one to no one to tell you not to do it yeah. um like I said, go to Kinko's and make your own little comic. If you don't want to make a comic, fine. If you want to do this for yourself or whatever, or let's say you're just an artist and you want to be matched up with a writer, that's all. You can also do that. Yes. You know, and um, I just say there's so many ways to to get there and to to just please yourself, if anything. And what you want to do is, is just encourage uh, them to continue. A lot of people get the disillusioned, and it's not just because nobody is reading your comics. It's because you get tired. Yeah. You get tired of like, what am I doing this for? What? Oh my God! You were just so talking hard. about this in the car on the way here. You, you just second guess yourself constantly. Yeah. So we want to just push them through that. They're yes. gonna feel that. We felt that. It's You're painful, gonna feel yes. it, but you still do it. Yes. You still yes. move. And even if you make mistakes, we made tons of mistakes in there. And, and, and hopefully nobody noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times people don't. They don't sometimes. They go, that was my favorite story. I go, that was terrible. I had to cut it up and paste it on the back. Yeah. But uh, no, so it's cool. Just, but you can't quit. I mean, we're not here for 40 years because we quit. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. And it's like, if it means, I'm, I'm saying, if it really means something. Sometimes course, people have something to say for a little while and they're done. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. But if you want to keep going, if you really want to make an impact, you have to last. You have to be I always say to, to pursue the arts, you got to be a, a little bit delusional in your love for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, I'm, cool. yeah. I'm a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the secret. Acá estamos cuatro locos. I love this. Aquí están las locas. You know? There you go. Well, thank you guys oh so God. much for joining us. Oh, this has been a pleasure. This it really is wonderful. Really, really wonderful to have you here. Muchas gracias. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Yeah. Really? Thanks a lot. I loved seeing how the Hernandez brothers is like trajectory. I could see our trajectory sort of mapped onto it, although completely different forms of art. 
you know, they just started out grassroots. They were printing mm-hmm. stuff at like Kinko's and just like, I don't know, they just were making art for themselves and then figuring out ways to disseminate it. And that's sort of what we did on YouTube. We had no one telling us no, yes, mm-hmm. editing us, telling us that, oh, why don't we change this character? Why don't you do this? We were just creating stuff. And it I think that is such an important tech takeaway for anyone that is doing any type of art, which is just do your pure form of what you want to do and find ways to get eyeballs on it. And we were really lucky to have a platform like YouTube because I feel like, you know, these comics were like the original YouTube. They were, you know, they casted it. They would write it. They'd draw it. They'd be the makeup artists, the costume designers. Mm -hmm. They'd do the whole shindig. Yeah. And the biggest takeaway from this is you can pave your own path. Mm -hmm. I know it's a waiting game. No matter what medium of art you're in, it's a waiting game. But if I never decided to put myself on camera and make YouTube videos, first of all, I wouldn't even be here with you in this moment because it all started in my bedroom, just like how it started in their bedroom, living room, garage, you know, how a lot of musicians start, how a lot of artists start. And so for me, if I didn't decide in 2011, you know what, I'm gonna start making YouTube videos out of my bedroom in in Wechete, Miami, I wouldn't have moved to LA. I wouldn't have gotten a job at BuzzFeed. I wouldn't have created Better Like. Then through Better Like, I wouldn't have known what Flama was and and I wouldn't have gained your respect as a fellow creator because you you wouldn't know who the fuck I am because I wouldn't be making videos. And my entire life thus far has been due to the fact that I made that decision back then just to put myself out there. And it's similar to their story of like, we're going to do this ourselves. And I know that unless you hear their story, it just looks like they were lucky or they had it easy and you just see the success. But I think that's why I loved interviewing them because it's It's so important for people, for aspiring artists of all kinds to hear these stories so they can realize, oh shit, I can do it too then. They can do it too and it's just a hustle. Yeah. I think ultimately it's, they really wanted to do this art for themselves. They weren't doing it for Marvel. They weren't doing it for anyone other than themselves. They wanted to do it because they wanted to see it. And then they did it and then they hustled. And because it was so uniquely them... It was so uniquely from their perspective, from growing up with their mom, from growing up in LA, from having brothers, from having a lot of strong female characters and, and, and women in their lives. This came out. It was so uniquely them. And I think that's what makes them so remarkable mm-hmm. is that they were unafraid to be uniquely themselves in their art. Yes. Similarly, that's how I feel about this podcast. You know, we, we're doing it for ourselves, but we're also doing it for the listener for our audience. And so because we we care about you guys so much, our listeners, we would love to know what it is about this podcast that you like. But also, we're open to criticism. What is it that you don't like? What is What are some future episodes that you would love to hear topic-wise? Is there something we haven't covered that you've been dying to hear us cover and, and discuss? And it could be serious or it could be absolutely asinine. So yeah, let us know. If you want to drop the email, Joanna, because I don't remember it in this You never moment. remember the email. It is hyphenated at pitaya.fm. Hey, there we go. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... 
I had the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.